I'd like to welcome you to another episode of Money Matters Top Tips for Success, where I bring on business owners, entrepreneurs, and executives and have them share their top tips for success with you. My name is Adam Torres. You can follow me on Instagram at AskAdamTorres to keep up with my book releases, book tours, schedule, signings, all that other good stuff. Always love to connect with you there. And as always, if you'd like to apply to become a co-author of one of my upcoming books, just head on over to the website, MoneyMattersTopTips.com, and click on Become an Author to Apply. All right, so today I have Jamie Siegel on the line. He's the CEO over at FlipTix. Uh, Jamie, welcome to the show. Thank you, Adam. Uh, thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. So I'm excited to get more into what you're doing over at FlipTix. I mean, anybody that's ever been to a show, a concert, anything that was ticketed, um, you're, you're going to love what, um, what Jamie's doing for us all. Um, but before we do that, let's get a little bit more into your background. Um, How did you get started in business and as an entrepreneur? So uh, to be frank, when I, uh, when I grew up, I, we, didn't, we didn't have a whole heck of a lot. And um, I once spoke at a high school career day and told them that my motivation was is that when I was a kid, I had lots of posters of stuff on the wall. And uh, when I got older, I didn't want the posters of stuff. I wanted the stuff. And I knew that uh, Farrah, Farrah Fawcett may be hard to get, but uh, everything else I could get. Turns out it was backwards. I probably could have had a better shot at Farrah. But uh, it was, uh, you know, it's as, it's as simple as that. Um, I've, uh, I've always tried to um, do my own thing, even in the context of taking a risk-adverse path through corporate. Uh, I always I had my own business back in college where my roommates worked for me selling window blinds. And wow. uh, had even, when I, even in my career at Sony, I always had side, side gigs going where uh, we started a business and made some, uh, made some really great money for our partners and ourselves. And um, it's, uh, you know what they say about idle minds, um, and uh, that's not one of my issues. Oh, that's awesome. I love it. Uh, so you're, I mean, you got, you have the entrepreneurial gene bug, whatever we want to call it, but you're definitely an entrepreneur through and through. Um, so there's a lot of, you know, first time or would be, or just getting started out entrepreneurs. And obviously now you have um, the, the benefit of hindsight and they're, they're listening to this, um, to this broadcast. Right. What kind of advice would you give them on going out uh, on that, on that path? Well, I so I I teach uh, I teach two classes at UC Irvine Law School, um, and I try to teach very practical things to students that don't get a lot of practical education. And one of the things themes I really try to hit hit with my students and with my family is uh, network early, network often. Uh, mm. Never be afraid to talk to anybody because what's the worst anybody's going to say no or ignore you? So what? Um, always uh, put yourself out there to just talk with people and engage with people um, and keep integrity as your number one uh, guidepost, right? You could spend your entire career building up a uh, reputation for integrity and you could destroy it all in a fleeting moment. So um, uh, have integrity in your networking, but get out and meet people because if you know people aren't just going to come knocking on your door you have to make an effort to get out there and interact and learn. Uh, for any students out there, I always recommend that the best time to reach out to business leaders is while you're still a student and to express interest in what they're doing and that you'd love to sit down with them for 30 minutes over coffee just to hear what they're doing uh, because uh, business leaders will spend time to meet with a student where if you were a graduate, uh, they would probably be a far less likely just to sit down and tell you about their lives. No, I love it. Um, great advice there. 
let, let's switch it up a bit, Jamie. I want to get into more about what you're doing as a CEO over at FlipTix. Um, first, can you just tell us a story and how you came up with the idea? Because I think it's probably super interesting. Sure, sure, absolutely. So to be clear, I'm a, I'm a co-founder of the company. So the original idea uh, belonged to one of the other co-founders. And uh, but you know what they say, an idea is uh, it's only as good as an idea is only as good as the execution, mm-hmm. um, and that's where that's where I really uh, took over. But the basic idea came from uh, it, it, campgrounds get really busy during the summer, particularly if you're out in California. And if you want to go to a campground, it's really hard to get a spot unless you book it at least a year in advance on the day that mm-hmm. those campsites open. And uh, the co-founder was was. Um, tried to get a campsite, couldn't, um, and he went to the campsites, and he noticed that a good chunk of them were already empty on a long weekend. People had already left, yet these campsites weren't available for rental because they were already booked. And the idea of timesharing, in effect, um, mm. an asset that someone had already bought just uh, really came up uh, to his mind, and so he had a great idea. And um, uh, ultimately, I uh, moved from being an advisor to taking over as CEO uh, and took it from uh, concept to uh, execution. Wow. And so can you explain a little bit more about the, uh, about the product for those listening? Absolutely. So the concept is, is that everybody goes to events, whether it be uh, a music concert, a sports event, or even a developer conference. And the thing that all those events have in common is that there's a beginning and an end. And there's only two things that 100% of people that go to events do. You know what those two things are, Adam? I don't. I don't. Tell me. All right. 100% of people arrive and 100% of people leave. Oh, that's and good. those are the only two things that 100% of people do. And uh, what we realized uh, is that nobody was paying attention to the leaving part, and that's where we saw our opportunity. Mm. So the idea is that people leave events early all the time. In fact, based on our data that we've collected, over 30% of people leave events early. At mm. some point, doesn't mean that there's, they all leave with a lot of time left, but plenty do. And uh, we sell that remaining time on the event to a new fan or a new customer or a new conference attendee to come in to enjoy the rest of the event. And paying a price that is uh, reflective of the time that's left and the demand and things like that uh, and how exciting the event is. Uh, so we, in effect, create the ability to oversell events, uh, which is completely accretive revenue for promoters and event op- operators. And wow, that's fans get great. Fans, yeah, fans get great deals, right? They're paying. And, and, the, and the additional twist is that if you leave early, if you if you are able to get back into your event, which means that uh, you could re-enter, well, we're going to give you something back to engage with us to list that ticket or pass on our platform, uh, and uh, we're going to give some sort of reward to that person for participating uh, by putting up uh, a ticket or a wristband that's really valueless to them at that point because they're going home. Wow. So, um, what kind of uh, what kind of events? Just to, just to give a, a feel here for everyone listening. So, is it um, is it concerts? Is it like uh, in what areas? What demographics are you in as of this moment? Sure. So, uh, just like just like uh, any business, right? There's a, there's a really the whole world ahead of us, but you have to focus in on a certain segment because you need to prove out the market and prove out the demand. 
and uh, make a splash in terms of numbers. And we, we decided that the best place to do that was in uh, multi-day music festivals. Uh, you know, multi-day music festivals, there's just like any multi-day event, there's drop-off, there's fatigue, life happens. It's not even that mm -hmm. we're, it's not a matter of even incentivizing someone to leave, it's just life that incentivizes people to leave. Mm -hmm. And uh, so that's where our focus has been, that's where most of our deals, our deals have all been in the, in the festival and promoter space. And what really sets us apart is the mindset that right from the get-go, we decided we were going to be a part of the ecosystem as opposed to a, uh, a symbiotic relationship with someone else's ecosystem. So we partner mm. directly with the promoters or the venues or the artists, uh, and we create completely accretive revenue, accretive data for all of them, and, and it costs them nothing. It literally costs wow. them absolutely nothing. Um, uh, and so that's our focus, but it works. But it works just in. To, it works at sports. It would work at sports. It work at developer conferences, and it's really a matter that uh, uh, shorter events just require things to be more opportunistic. You have to be in the area uh, to mm -hmm. take advantage of it. But a multi-day festival, heck, I could be in New York and buy a ticket for the Kaboo Festival in Del Mar on Saturday and fly out to catch a show on Sunday. Wow, that's crazy. I love it. And it makes sense to start there. Um, and obviously, you're, you're a seasoned entrepreneur, so it would make sense to do that. And, uh, and you saw that market. Um, so um, in terms of uh, festivals you're covering, is it, is it pretty much um, widespread throughout like LA or kind of what other festivals? Or is it just across the board, wherever the tickets come up at as of this point? Yeah, we've been national. So, so far this year, we did the uh, Buku uh, Festival, which was down in New Orleans for a couple of days. We did Kaboo, Texas, and Dallas. We did uh, Sonic Temple, the biggest rock festival out in Columbus, Ohio. We off the rails in, uh, in Frisco, Texas. Uh, we run every week where, during the summer, it's, it's a low time, but typically we're running events out at a, a facility called BLK Live out in Scottsdale that does a, it's a smaller venue that does uh, just two-hour, three-hour shows, and it's really a great test platform for us. We've done almost 70 shows out there. Uh, wow. But the big festivals, you know, we have deals now in place with, uh, we, are, we, are, we have an integration with Frontgate Ticketing, uh, who tickets 75% of the festival world in the mm -hmm. United States. Uh, they're a subsidiary of Ticketmaster and Live Nation. We have a uh, a, a long-term relationship deal with uh, AEG Presents. Um, we have uh, other deals. We did Clusterfest up in San Francisco just a few weeks ago, a three-day comedy festival. Um, and you know, it just it, we're we're definitely in heavy uh, heavy ramp-up uh, time. We're we're busy doing deals to to fill our pipeline, our fall pipeline. We're expecting to fill up in a matter of weeks, and uh, constantly raising money <laughs> to get us to that finish line. That's awesome. I, I, I love it. And uh, it's just, I'm on your website right now and I'm like, oh, this, it's just really cool stuff. And it sounds like it's keeping you busy too, chasing that uh, that festival. See, oh my gosh. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's... Ultimate, ultimate promoter of knowing all of them. And by the time you're done, like going deeper in that niche, because it just makes sense, you're going to be like the guy. <laughs> Uh, and that's part of it, right? It's uh, I've been I've been I've spent most of my career as a patent litigator uh, over 25 years, and I worked at Sony for 16 of those years, running a lot of their global stuff and generating billions in that space for for mm -hmm. others. And as part of that, it was always and I always advise people: it's, you should always be uh, careful to build your own brand. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's you you know you should be loyal to your employer as long as they're paying you. But make no mistake, unless you're a founder of the company or own the company, um, business is business, and that means that uh, the loyalty uh, stops as soon as there's they no longer have a need for you and can no longer pay you. Um, so it's naive to, I think, in my opinion, um, not to work on constantly on your brand to build your network, and that network building has really enabled me to. Um, uh, I've been really lucky. Uh, we have great investors, great advisors, uh, and it's all because uh, the hard work going into building that network, uh, and that translates into being able to build a business in a relationship-driven business, and that's what the music business is. Mm, that's awesome. So, Jamie, if somebody wants more information on Flip Fix, what's the best way for them to get it? So the best place, uh, you can check out our website at fliptix.com. Uh, you could download our app. That's the place you have to transact with us on our app. It's in the Apple Store and in the Google Store. And my email is jamie, J-A-I-M-E, at fliptix.com. And reach out, and I'm happy to uh, engage with anybody, particularly since we're in the middle of our uh, second big fundraise right now. That's awesome. Um, well, hey, Jamie, I really appreciate you coming on the show and telling us more about what's going on over at FlipTix. And uh, to the audience, as always, I hope you got a lot of value out of this. If you did, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast, leave me a review, do all those great things we do to support our podcasters. I really do appreciate it. And, uh, Jamie, thanks again for coming on the show. Thank you, Adam. I really appreciate for your uh, bringing me on. Thank you.